Welcome to the new ABCs, your guide to the 2020s, the weirdest decade in human history. I'm your host, Jack Freeman. On this week's episode, the letter K. K is for Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so I'm a big fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're great. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs' star quarterback and State Farm spokesman, makes me feel things physically. My girlfriend is uncomfortable about how I talk about Patrick Mahomes because it blends godlike reverence and masochistic lust. And she should be concerned. Because if Patrick Mahomes showed up at my house at 2 in the morning, I would pray to him while he rubs my back with Heinz ketchup. I grew up watching Kansas City football with my family and family friends getting together every Sunday afternoon to watch the Chiefs attempt to play football. People forget this now, but the Chiefs used to be bad at sports. The last five years of great football has mostly erased from the country's mind the preceding 40 years of less-than-great football. For most of my life, being a Chiefs fan was like believing a dog could learn calculus. Even if the dog somehow turned on the graphing calculator, we knew he didn't do it on purpose. For most of the team's history, the Chiefs only technically played football which meant that the only people who cared about the Chiefs were us poor saps living in Kansas and Missouri who were trying to avoid emotional connections with our families. But even as a lifelong fan, I know there's a real problem with the Kansas City Chiefs that, if you're even somewhat aware of 2020's American culture, you can probably guess. The Chiefs in Kansas City Chiefs refers to the chiefs of American Indian tribes, and the team and fan base lean heavily into Indian stereotypes. Yikes. I love the team, but the name is a bigger problem than Herm Edwards in 2008. And just like Herm Edwards, the name's gotta go. For those of you who don't know who Herm Edwards is, all you need to know is that his name is Herm, and in 2008, he needed to go. Before I continue, just a heads up, Native people usually identify with their tribal names and don't use the term Native American. Here, I'll use the term American Indian because it's the phrase most often used by these folks to describe themselves, other than their tribal names. So just know that whenever I say American Indians, I'm describing the large and diverse group of people, clans, and tribes who first lived in the land that's now the United States. Also, American Indians are different than Indian Americans, who are Americans whose families originally come from the country of India, or West Indian Americans, who are Americans whose families come from parts of the Caribbean, or American West Indians, who are West Indians whose families come from the United States, or Americans who could either be people who identify with the United States or people who identify with North and South America. Lots of South Americans call themselves American, which is awesome. I hope Peruvians look at the snow-peaked Andes Mountains and sing America the Beautiful. The point is, somebody should have figured out all of these names way before football was invented. And by football, I mean American football, not football football. You know, the ball you play with your foot. 
So the American football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, were named after the nickname for the 1960s mayor of Kansas City, Chief Harold Bartle. Defenders of the Chiefs' name often point to this as the reason why the Chiefs' name isn't offensive, since it technically wasn't based on an American Indian person, which is a terrible argument. Chief Harold Bartle got his nickname because he was the founder of an honor society for Boy Scouts of America called the Tribe of Mikose, in which former Boy Scouts wear feather headdresses and bead necklaces while drinking and dancing around a fire. If you're playing bingo with offensive Indian stereotypes, that's a bingo. So technically, Chiefs apologists are correct that the name Chiefs isn't about an American Indian person. Instead, it's about a white dude who uses a caricature of Indian culture for white people parties. Which, if you're familiar with American culture, is right on point. If there's any confusion about the Chief's name being about American Indians, just go to a Chief's game. Their logo is a K and C on top of the outline of a stone arrowhead, and the Chief's stadium is called Arrowhead. Game day includes some truly bonkers offensive moments. Fans wear feather headdresses and paint their faces with the team colors red and gold, which is so close to red face. You better believe if you're a Chiefs fan painting your face red and gold, you always check to make sure you have the gold paint before putting it on. Until 2021, Chiefs games featured a cheerleader riding a horse named Warpaint, which I'm sure even the horse was like, really, we're going with war paint? Are you sure you don't want to do another name? Any other name? How about Nellie? Anyone? Before the game, a local celebrity beats a war drum to rile up the crowd, which is always cringy, not just because it's a stereotype of Indian culture, but also because it shows how many people can't hit a drum on beat. If you're going to be racist, at least keep a consistent tempo. The most notorious Chiefs tradition is the tomahawk chop, where all the fans in the stadium swing their arms up and down like they're chopping with a tomahawk while singing a chant meant to sound like an Indian war song. Honestly, it's a little disorienting to see 75,000 mostly white arms sticking out in the air while chanting. Historically, that doesn't go well. PSA for white people, if you're surrounded by 75,000 other white people who are doing anything in unison, y'all should probably not be doing whatever you're doing. In 2020, the Chiefs organization officially asked fans to change the tomahawk chop from a chopping hand to a fist as if they're gripping the mallet for the wardrum, which is hilarious. They're essentially asking fans to switch their offensive stereotype to a slightly less offensive stereotype. That's like asking a murderer to change from a machete to a slightly smaller machete. So what's the big deal? Is this stuff offensive or is it just another example of cancel culture making my uncle mad? The short answer is, we will never agree if something is offensive, so we should stop asking. Instead, I think we should examine context and ask if something is empathetic or dehumanizing. And given the context, the name and branding of the Kansas City Chiefs are dropping the ball more than Dwayne Bowe in 2012. If you don't know who Dwayne Bowe is, 
he dropped more balls in 2012 than Jamal Charles. If you don't know who Jamal Charles is, nope, 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 don't have time for this. Chiefs apologists often claim that the name Chiefs isn't offensive or cruel since the word by itself isn't derogatory or even historically inaccurate. There were and are chiefs of American Indian tribes, especially in Kansas and Missouri. Though, yeah, there are many fewer chiefs than there used to be. And by comparison to other team mascots, the Chiefs' name and branding is pretty tame. At least they aren't the former Cleveland Indians, whose mascot was a racist cartoon named Chief Wahoo, or the Washington Commanders, whose name used to be the Washington Rats. Part of me wishes that Washington kept their old name, and the team and media just have to censor it whenever they mention the team. And that's the first down for your Washington The Chiefs organization has worked with American Indian spokespeople to remove the most problematic aspects of team culture, like war paint, the unwillingly named horse, and the Tama, I can't believe we're still doing this, chop. So at least the Chiefs have asked for Indian input. And it's worth noting that not all Indians are even offended by the Kansas City Chiefs name and branding. Sure, a ton of American Indians publicly criticize those team names and mascots, but some don't. And some Indians are even fans of the team and the name. So if some American Indians don't mind the name, then it's a toss-up, right? Throw me some red and gold face paint. Actually, you can take back the red. I'm just going to paint my face gold. Well, to be honest, this whole some Indians don't mind so it's cool argument has a real I-can't-be-racist-I-have-black-friends vibe to it. It's goofy to point to a specific American Indian person or tribe who doesn't mind the name and say, see, Peter doesn't care, so the team shouldn't change its name. There will always be a few dissenting voices, but that doesn't change a consensus. The majority of American Indians object to Indian sports mascots, even if a few don't mind. For every nine people in a community, there will always be that one guy who won't update his phone because of 5G. On social media, the most common defense of Indian team names and mascots is the slippery slope fallacy. If we change the chief's name and mascot, then next they'll want to change other team names that could be offensive. Next, they'll want to change the San Francisco 49ers because the name's offensive to gold miners or the New England Patriots because the name's offensive to revolutionaries, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the name's offensive to Johnny Depp. This argument is clearly worthless. The dudes who make this argument willfully ignore the historical context of indigenous genocide, and these dudes often can't maintain an erection. The dudes who say crap like this are making an argument in bad faith, meaning they're intentionally saying foolish nonsense to infect the whole debate with their foolishness. But the problem is that lots of Chiefs fans latch onto a bad argument like this because it confirms their worldview that the Chiefs' name isn't harmful. It's the same reason why I still watch YouTube videos about how bad the Black Eyed Peas were. 
This type of thing happens a lot in the 2020s. Trolling trolls make simple bad arguments that play off the fears and prejudices of a public afraid of changing their way of doing things, even when it hurts other people. Actually, I just described the business model of Twitter. In the end, there's no argument about whether Indian team names and mascots hurt American Indians. Studies clearly show that indigenous mascots hurt indigenous people. Dr. Stephanie Freiberg, who specializes in the effects of Indian mascots on Indians, said that using natives as mascots is related to American Indians experiencing lower self-esteem, less achievement-related aspirations, greater anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. There's also evidence that when exposed to native mascots, white college students are more likely to discriminate against other people of color. So not only does the chief's name hurt American Indians, it also encourages white people to hurt other minorities. It's like a hot dog that causes food poisoning in some, and encourages white people to hit other people who also have food poisoning. Just get rid of the hot dog. Now, I know that many of my fellow Chiefs fans have good intentions, and deeply feel like the name is a way of honoring and loving Indian culture. But in this case, our feelings do not outweigh other people's humanity. The only debate is whether or not we're willing to accept the effects of our actions, no matter our intentions. My favorite team reminds many of my neighbors of the terrible things that happened and continue to happen to them. Our team name and branding are rooted in a terrible historical context, where playing cowboys and Indians murdered tens of millions of people. Of course, changing the name of a football team isn't simple. It's also changing a part of our identity. I've been watching the Chiefs since I was old enough to understand the rules of football. So, since I was about 27 years old. I grew up with the Chiefs. Even though I really don't like the name, I still proudly wear my Chiefs hat, my Chiefs scarf, my Chiefs sweatshirt, and my Chiefs t-shirt. I'm currently drinking Chiefs coffee out of one of my three Chiefs mugs. If you're wondering, Chiefs coffee is coffee roasted in barbecue sauce. I love the Chiefs and I love Arrowhead Stadium. When I went there to watch games, I did the tomahawk chop. Watching the Chiefs makes me feel closer to my family and where I'm from. It's not easy to say goodbye to the branding of my childhood, but my fellow Chiefs fans, it is just branding. We won't say goodbye to the Chiefs and we won't say goodbye to ourselves. Changing the name doesn't change us for better or for worse but it's an important symbolic step toward truly honoring and loving American Indians because, it's a good reminder, American Indians are our fellow Americans. They're our neighbors and our family. Their history is our history. I'm as afraid of change as the next guy, but I'm ready for this change. Let's get rid of the name. But don't you dare touch Patrick Mahomes. Only I can do that. Also, his wife can also do it. This has been the new ABCs. New episodes come out whenever I feel like it. If you want to keep in touch, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at 
The New ABCs Podcast, or reach out at thenewabcspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a moment, a rating or review on your podcast app would make me feel like Patrick Mahomes knows who I am. Until next time, stay goofy. Stay goofy.